0: sales leadership social media and more when it comes to business accelerate your business growth has got to cover. and now on with the show my guest today is casey jaycox casey overcame adversity to become an elite seller at a publicly traded company for 10 years in a row a sales development coach and keynote speaker Casey helps companies build customer relationships, not just transactional deals. Casey is founder of Winning the Relationship, LLC, a consulting firm providing sales leadership and coaching. He's a father, husband, coach, podcaster, speaker, and a business leader. Needless to say, he is busy. Thanks so much for joining me today, Casey.
1: I'm honored to be here. Thank you so much for the the warm intro. I was like, I sure you got the right guy, but I guess it is me.
0: (laughs) I'm sure. We do our homework. Absolutely. So um, I'm so excited to be talking to you too, because I love this whole concept of the relationship, not the deal. It just so is in my uh, frame of mind. So yay. Yay, you.
1: Um, (laughs) Yay, you for loving it. I love it.
0: There we go. I know. So this will be, you know, mutual admiration society. But (laughs) I want to start with the golden rule because we've all heard it, but Mm -hmm. I am curious how you define it for business and why you think it's so important to having a successful sales career.
1: Yeah, you bet. So when we were three and four, most parents said, hey, treat your sister the way you want to be treated. Treat. You got to be nice to your sister. Be nice to your brother. Be nice to your friends, please and thank yous you know, have a positive attitude, but yet when we become adults, it's in corporate America, it's okay to be rude to your assistant. It's it's okay to yell at marketing. It's okay to get mad at finance and, and, and say things, things it's, it's okay to flip people off down the road and do all these things because why not? There's no account. There's no accountability. And so I just like, you know, when you, when you're just nice to people and you have that Maya Angelou moment, not what you said, why you said about how you make people feel when you leave the room, you're more memorable. You're more uncommon. I like to say, and to me, I think, you know, as I think about, this is an uncle Rico Napoleon dynamite reference right there as a college quarterback. If I enter, enter my huddle with negativity or not a positive attitude or no, a non-belief, I'm not going to inspire the people around me, regardless of if I've had a good day, a bad day, that's not my team's fault. That's on me to make sure I bring in positivity to my environment. So like, no matter what, I always like to get people to benefit it out. and and assume the best in people. Um, That might be a little naive. I'd rather be naive and optimistic and positive than a realist, a negative realist. And so I think by just starting your day with just going out of your way to to be nice, be supportive, be, you know, have that what I call that boomerang mindset, meaning that if you serve others and do others and and treat them, most likely that boomerang is going to come back to you. Uh, But the key, Diane, is not to keep score when you're serving people. And I've found that that mindset has really helped me achieve things that I didn't think were possible in my business career. And it's what I teach sellers, what I teach leaders. Um, and it's really, really fun to, to see them have a, you know, adopt it and see positive impacts in their life.
0: Yeah. So you follow this positivity and this golden rule because it serves you, not because you're going to get it from someone else later but just that it, it is the right way to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. It's easy to be negative. It's easy to talk yeah. about me and victim and, and all these things that are not going me, but like before we record to think about all the things I've had going on in my life. A yeah. lot of, a <laughs> lot of challenges. I still have control over my mindset, at least yeah. my attitude and my effort.
2: Yep.
1: So I just, I just, I have trained my mind to think that way. Like I, listen, Hey, God's picking on me. The universe is picking on me. It's Okay. Uh, I can say that that one thousand four hundred and forty minutes that we they get, we all get each and every day, will reset tomorrow, and I have a chance to make tomorrow a better day than today.
0: Right, right. And do you find that then it's an easier lift when, when you have that sort of mindset?
1: Yeah, I think you just you give your. I find myself giving myself grace. I feel like I give others grace. Um, I realize, hey, you know, if I'm if I'm being my best, not the best, but if I'm focused on being my best, that's all I can do. And if I know I'm treating people with, I'm never going to win every single person, but if I'm nice and I, and I'm bringing positivity to environment, I'm going to win more than I'm going to lose in life.
0: Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So let's talk about um, trust. Mm-hmm. And so you say, you know, you need to cultivate genuine interest and in your in your customers and their business problems. And I com- completely agree with you on this, but I am curious, like for the listeners who this might be, you know, a new concept to them. How does someone make sure that they're doing that?
1: Mm-hmm. I think when you're building relationships with a new prospect or even a current client, and, you, and you're trying to figure out ways to take that to the next level. I like like either acronyms or relationships. So my, 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 my um, equation for leadership is humility plus vulnerability equals leadership. That same equation is also for relationships. If I'm humble enough to talk about what I don't know, if I'm vulnerable enough to say where I need help, um, I'm gonna be a lot more willing, people will be a lot more willing to be open, open to me because I'm sharing my gaps first. I think when we can show a prospect or a new relationship, we've done a little homework. We're, uh, we're trying to define that commonality yeah, it could be anything that commonality will eventually lead to rapport, That rapport will eventually lead to a conversation, a relationship, which eventually lead to trust. Now, with all that said, that's, it might sound really easy and simplistic, but like, this is where I'm a big believer of power of documentation and documenting what I learn about people and using a CRM because CRMs make me look sure. way smarter than I am. Yeah. And then when I ever, I talk to that person next, I'm going to pull that thing up and I'm going to, I'm going to lead with curiosity first. I'm not going to say, Hey, I'm excited to talk to you about how great my coaching is and how I can help you. Well, eh, no, thanks. Everybody's doing that versus, Hey, it's great to see you again. Tell me how your, how your daughter's doing. Is, is her hand healed yet?
0: Right.
1: And they gonna be like, how do you remember that? And I think when we do those things, those are uncommon behaviors. I'm learning, yeah. um, you know, after spending 20 years in corporate America before doing my own thing, I, I just assumed everybody did these things <laughs> and they don't. And so that's, I think that's why I have a job <laughs> to do with the coaching I'm doing now is really to help instill these, what I call common sense things that people just aren't thinking about because it yeah. takes intentionality.
0: Yes. Yes. It, it really does. And, and why do you think that sales leaders are contributing to this problem of focusing on transactional selling instead of relationship?
1: Um, they lack humility. They lack vulnerability. They are, <laughs> and by doing that, they're also instilling a level of fear inside yeah. of sales teams. Um, they're they're instilling this quarter over quarter pressure versus slowing people down. Actually applying a sales process. I got I got taught something called Medic. Um, there's you know, which is a, a framework sales process framework that is gold. I'm sure other people have other sales processes, but I think when when leaders can in, instill um, the the these this environment of listen, you don't you're not gonna have all the answers. And if you to think about a football analogy as a quarterback, a quarterback has never thrown the ball to himself. He's never hiked it to himself or herself. He's never blocked for him or herself. So you have to rely on your team. And uh-huh. so like, you know, so from a, a sales perspective, we need everybody. We need our, our leader and our leader. If you can, if you can instill the right mindset, less focused on, are they, every, are they memorizing everything about our product? Are they memorizing everything about bubble, whatever, versus are they bringing a positive attitude? Are they, are they, are we, um, really harnessing and cultivating their curiosity. Because I think when I go meet with a client, I want to hear two words, which is a great question. And you know, when I'm making people think and we instill and sales leaders can help our sales teams make their clients think, they're going to be a lot more memorable because I always say stories sell, slides don't. And so when we can ask great questions and leaders can help create those types of environments where people are curious, they're humble, they're vulnerable, they're, they're, they're true authentic self that's when I think elite teams excel and and move forward in any any line of business.
0: I do too. And I love this idea of slowing it down um, because the real long-term significant customer relationships are the ones where the salesperson has really been curious, has really taken the time to get to know the prospect and what they're dealing with and whether there's a solution and what that, you know, that, so there's that honesty and trust and interest and all of those things that really become like the foundation of then continuing to build that relationship as time goes on. But those are the ones that are good for everybody and and stay
1: hundred percent. Totally agree. Mm -hmm.
0: I'm your host, Betsy Jewell, and this is the High School Hamster Wheel podcast. So, um, oh my gosh, what was it? I thought it was so interesting when you were talking about a quarterback's never, never thrown the ball to himself. Like, I never would have thought about that. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> well, or even like, you know, um, I, I like to use pilot analogies or airplane analogies. I mean, I've, I've, a pilot, he or she's not going to fly the plane and then go serve drinks and then go nice. uh, load the bags. Um, you know, taxi them down the runway. They they need a team. And and in a lot of the coaching I'm seeing, I, I'm doing for people that you know, people don't want to give themselves grace. They want to do it all and they overcommit, overextend, and then they cause them. It's all self induced because they don't want to look like they don't want to be judged because they they have to ask for help, which is wrong. Right. You know, I think another thing in relationship building is, you know, people, t- sometimes when they, they see the title of my book, they're like, "Win the relationship, not the deal, I don't get it. Or why would you not want to win deals? I'm like, you don't get it, man. I do. But winning people might mean you might have to walk away from a deal. Yeah. You might have to say, you know what, I would love to work with you, but I, I don't feel quite confident in what we're able to do because of X or Y. And um, it's more important for me to maintain trust with you than to oversell and then put myself in a bad situation. And then you get a bad service and then. Now you're, you're going to tell that everybody about what a negative person and experience it was working in my company. Not worth it. Exactly. I, I share stories of my own failure, my own success in my book. And when I write about it, it's, it's not one of these books where I'm talking about, Hey, let me, let me sit on a pedestal and tell you how great I am. It, this is a, this was a book of 20 years of um, failure that I share openly because I want people to learn. If I can get people to learn what I learned quicker uh, me in 20 years, then that's a win. And that, that's a yeah. practical uh, tool that they can use. And I me mean, as the author, I've read this thing, Diane, seven or eight times, maybe more through the editing process through the, my, the audible version of it. I'm still learning from myself and I'm the author, which is embarrassing to say.
0: not embarrassing to say. I think that's great. That, that's you know. how we grow, right? Yeah. So, yeah. so speaking of, of reading it several times and, and still learning from it, Mm-hmm. Um, I want to pull on that a little bit, and I want to talk about practice or the lack of practice and the impact that it has on sales outcomes. Oh, yeah. So w- what's going on there?
1: So, well, w- w- this is, again, comical to me. Um, so the Cleveland, the Cleveland Guardians, is that right now? They're no uh-huh. longer? Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So the Cleveland Guardians, will say professional baseball team. Yes. Can we agree on that? Oh, sure. Okay. Professional baseball team. They practice, they take batting practice. They look at film six days a week. They don't do it on Sundays. I'm not sure why they don't. What's interesting is the average salary of a professional baseball team is probably, I don't know, 800,000, close to a million, we'll call it. What's interesting is uh, yet in sales, we don't make anywhere close to that yet. We don't practice. We just wing it. We show up and, I think what I like to tell sellers is like, man, I didn't know you're that elite. That's that must be cool. You should. I'd love to learn from you. Or better yet, give me your client's phone number. And what I'll do is I'd rather call them and tell them that you practice on them, and you show up and wing it, um, because you're that elite about what you do. And obviously, I'm being tongue in cheek and joking here. But like the point is, we all have gaps. Like, there's businesses always changing. Um, when I speak, I, I've given a similar presentation multiple times. I still will practice. Sure. I still will go in my office and do live. Uh, I still will practice before I go meet the client. Hey, what are some questions I'm going to ask? And you know, one of my mentors in life said, it's okay not to know every answer. It's just not okay not to do anything about it. And so for me mm-hmm. as a top performer, when I was in, my, in corporate America, it was awesome to go to practice and lead by example by saying, listen, I'm still practicing. Why can't you? Because even when I played college football, Uncle Rico Moan right there, my coaches never let me just show up on Saturdays and play. They made me practice Monday through Friday. Nice. So, why practice is not talked about? You know, I also see sales leaders um, allow sales teams to say, well, I don't like role playing because it's not, I, I don't sound like that in front of the client. BS, yes, you do too. Do you want me to film you? I just saw you <laughs> act like that. Right? You, it, it, what's happening is your ego is getting in the way. You're afraid to get judged by your, team, but I'd rather mess up in front of my teammates. They're not paying my bills. The client's paying my bills. So let's get good. Let's, let's practice. Let's realize we don't have, we're not perfect. We're not as, we're not as important as we think we are. Our phone number is not 911. So, and instead just let's practice and make it fun. Make it goofy, like practice different things, different words, different saying, you know, and and just get, because the more we practice, the better it's going to be in front of the client.
0: Right. And more fun it is because we're comfortable. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So how do we, how would you suggest someone, um, oh gosh, I can't think of what the word is that I want, but, but Mary, I guess I will use, it's not the word I'm looking for, uh, practicing and not being uh, robotic. hmm you know, being in the moment, being genuine.
1: Yeah, I think, I think the, like so one, one exercise I, I've done at the end of my corporate career and I'll teach people to do is sometimes when we think practice, we, we overthink it. It doesn't have to be a seven hour, all right, get the cameras out, let's film, let's do this, do that. It, it could be 10, 10 minutes. It could be on the drive to work. Hey, Diane, if you hear Casey, if you hear me say, hey, uh, Diane, it's Casey with ABC Company, do you have a minute? If you hear me say that, which is going to sound not normal, like we talk to each other, but if you hear that, that's code I want to role play. And then your job is say, yeah, what do you got? Or say, who, who are you calling from? And, and maybe we just say, we, and then we, we practice that trying to get that first meeting with somebody. Or maybe the practice is we say, hey, you got 30 seconds. How authentic can you be in describing what our company does? And not in terms of like from our perspective, but from the customer's perspective, like let's talk in third person, I would say third person storytelling. So if we can t- t- make sure as a team, we're, we're able to answer like, um, you know, the problems that exist for our clients, th- the problems we solve for our clients and how we solve those clients, how we solve those problems differently are better than our competition. And then stories of proof, just practicing that type of, a a, a framework, you're going to get better than most, um practicing like, Hey, let's get in a room let's, let's um, let's almost play like a, uh, what's that where, when you do um, not ad ad libs, when you do um, when you're on stage and what's the word when you're, when you, I can't remember. Uh, to, leave my it, train of thought. Um, Improv. Improv. Yeah. And you practice improv and you say, let's just, let's, let's practice asking open-ended questions that will uncover or describe a problem we solve for our clients to maybe uncover that pain or discomfort the client may have and just go back and forth using an open-ended framework. I call Ted, tell me, explain, describe, right? Just making yourself get a little uncomfortable because that's how we grow. I've never seen somebody get strong by going to the weight room and just staring at the weights. You actually have to lift them, right? You can't just stare at a treadmill and get fast. And so to be a better seller, we got to put in the work, everybody. And I just, you know, three examples I've done that have helped that, you know, but you got to take that first step. And don't say you need to practice. I want to practice. Just say, I will practice twice a week, 10 minutes. I'm going to put up my calendar. Invite your teammates, maybe make it a lunch and learn. Interactive session.
0: Well, and I like this idea, the the thing you said before about, you know, if I reach out to you and say this, that means I want to role play. It's finding, you know, buddying up with someone so that Mm -hmm. you can support and help each other and really be accountable with each other to make sure that you're doing those things mm-hmm. and getting the feedback. Totally. Right.
1: Yep. So a, a lot of the fr- so I got taught this late in my career too, that I teach my clients, it's called give two, take two. So it's just saying, you know, tell me two things you liked about that role plan, two things you might do differently. Yeah. So instead of saying, Hey, how'd I do? Well, I did great. But if you put a number by it, people got to give you more specific feedback.
0: Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, well, so your ego needs to not be in there, right?
1: Big, big hint there, people listening. Listen to Diane; she said it. It's ego, ego. Like Ryan Holiday writes, ego is the enemy. Yeah. We yep. all have gaps.
0: Yeah, seriously, I, I just think that it, that is a huge part of of this, and remembering what the goal is. You know, the goal is not the deal. Mm-mm. The goal is the relationship that gets you to the deal. Correct. Yeah.
1: And then you got to, and then, but don't be complacent once you feel like you want somebody. Yeah. The work's not over. No. Tell me how else I can tell me two other, tell me two ways uh, I can continue to make um, life on you easy, Mr. and Mrs. Client.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: Like just keep being curious. Like Walt Disney, he says one of the number one reason he was successful curiosity. Yeah. His company's done okay, everybody.
0: (laughs) A little bit. Right.
1: (laughs) Maybe, maybe follow people that have done this before.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Um, What do you say? Well, I think I know the answer to this question, but I'm going to ask it anyway. What do you say to someone who says, you know, I don't want to bother the client. You know, no news is good news.
1: Mm -hmm. So I would say two things. One, I would challenge that person and say, do you believe what you do matters?
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: And, and then, and if they, if, and like, yeah, I'm like, then I'll ask you. And then do you truly believe what you do matters? Like, you know, that what you do solves a problem for some, and if the answer is yes, then you, then you just given yourself the green light to do anything you want, because you're coming at it from a servant's heart, a genuine heart, an authentic heart. I've seen a lot of relationships go South when we don't set expectations. You assume perfect example. If I have a meeting at 1230, I show up at 1234 ah, it's not that big a deal. She's probably busy. She's probably just, I should probably appreciate the extra four minutes. That's one thought process. Or at 1226, when I know I'm going to be late, I'm going to pull over on the side of the road. I'm going to text the client. Hey, I am so sorry. Um, Running late, got stuck in traffic. It's my apologies. I know your time is valuable. I just want to give you a heads up. I'm going to be two minutes late. Little things like that of just showing you care versus coming in the parking lot, you know, sweat dripping down your face, parked illegally in a handicapped spot, you know, and you're just out of breath, you know, something like that. Or if, if a product is going to ship late, if, you, if you're if you delivering a service and it's going to be late, you have a choice to either communicate it or even if you have no news to communicate, tell them that. Hey, I just want to let you know that what you haven't forgot about yet. Um, here's what's going on. Uh, I'll be, I just want to at least let you know I'm still working on it, but I don't have a solution, but at least I'm to let you know something. And I found that when I did that, clients at least appreciate it versus being scared to talk about things that are bad or good because, you know, there's a great phrase it he says, you know, true characters judge and face with adversity. I would say adversity is life's golden ticket. When that difficult things happen, that's when your character really shines. That's when people can really see what you're made of. Cause it's easy to be a leader when business is booming products selling itself services selling itself. But what, how do you show up when things don't go right? And I think when we have to set expectations good or bad, mainly on the bad side, that's when you really can, differentiate yourself and be uncommon.
0: For sure. And, 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 I'm listening to this and the thought that keeps coming into my mind is that it's all about your mindset. How do you view mm-hmm. what you do and the relationship that you have with your client?
1: Yeah, I, we, I don't know if I mentioned this before. So I also do consulting work for a company called Limitless Minds and uh, it's a company run by Russell Wilson, Russell's brother, Harry, um, got him DJ Eitzen. As well, and um, we lost Trevor Maud, the late Trevor Maud, in uh, February due to cancer. But he wrote a great book called "It Takes What It Takes," and, and we teach mindset. We teach the mindset of a professional athlete, and we bring it to the corporate athlete. How do we help that corporate athlete? Uh, corporate athlete be the best version of themselves, and a lot of it is mindset. It's self talk. It's belief, visualization.
0: Yeah. yeah, it makes a big difference because I mm-hmm. yeah. that really determines how you approach everything you do Mm -hmm. and especially as a salesperson, you know, how you show up.
1: Well, full circle, Diane, it goes back to the question you asked me at the very beginning golden rule. Yeah. If I have a, if I have an argument with my son, my wife, my dog, the paper boy, whatever it may be. And I, and I'm little on edge, going to the office. I have a choice. I can bring in that negative energy energy to the office and, and erode my culture for the day. It's not their fault, but I'm making it their fault. Or I take a deep breath, get my stuff together to realize this is not my, I have to compartmentalize that shenanigans I'm dealing with and realize, you know what, let's go. It's not her fault. Let's go, let's go. Let's bring energy and try to bring some positivity and then reverse my day and make it better.
0: Yeah. 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 It reminds me of that. If If you wake up, you, you have, and things aren't going well, you have the choice of saying, you know, I woke up on the, wrong side, of the day, it's wrong side of the bed and this day is just shot to hell or to say, okay, so I woke up on the wrong side of the bed, you know, yep. just, but that's not going to totally influence how the rest of my day goes.
1: No. And, and just for our audience that maybe still is like this guy, what is he, what are they talking about? It's easy to say, uh, you guys, this week I had my, I'm dealing with my daughter's broken hand. My son had wisdom teeth surgery. I had my wife and I both had COVID, my dog dug out of the house. I mean, my car had car issues. It's like, oh my god, universe! What else we got? Because I'm ready. Bring it. And my wife and I just started laughing because, in the end, it's like, you know, we're not. I didn't purposely want this to happen, but I'm not going to let all these outside circumstances allow me to go in this negative loop. An event happens. I choose. I mean, then I tell myself a story, and then I choose the response. And when we get into that negative cycle, it goes on loop. Instead, I'm like, screw it. I'm not. I'm going to bring positivity. I'm going to. I'm going to attack this shenanigans and still make something out of this better because that's all i got
0: right right exactly that's right yeah it's a great example thanks for sharing that yeah i so appreciate this this conversation casey will you uh let the listeners know you know how they can find you and um whatever you've got going on that would be valuable to them
1: yeah well i am i love connecting with people I love um, serving others. I love making connections with people. So if this has been of interest to you and you want to connect, find me on LinkedIn. I love connecting with new people. Um, If you want to learn more about me, the best way is probably just go to my website, which is kcjcox.com. People can learn more about my book. It's it's on Amazon and paperback, Kindle, or the Audible version. I I did narrate it myself, uh, which is a super fun process to go through. Um, I also host a weekly podcast for dads called the Quarterback Dadcast, which comes out every Thursday. And... I um for all the moms out there I actually get dads to open up and talk about their feelings and you heard that right. Yeah, and it's super fun. It's um we talk about vulnerability and humility and talk about areas of their dad game they wish they were better and um I look at it as free therapy for me every week. I get to there talk to go. these dads. So, that's me.
0: Excellent. Thank you. It's really this has been really valuable and a really important conversation for um all the listeners out there so thank you again and listeners thank you you are who we're doing this for thank you for tuning in to this episode of accelerate your business growth a production of evergreen podcasts discover more episodes of this podcast and explore others at evergreenpodcast.com as always continue to prosper and be curious and if you're looking to get your sales strategy headed in the right direction pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day.